Un bun avela. Edumate? It is it. On Two's podcast? Bah! On Two's podcast. Domonasato. Gesundetja. Gesunde in sola honde. Bah! On Two's podcast. Faded out there like they do when he's walking away. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Except, uh, I don't know. I, I'm a little disappointed in our commitment to make this five and a half minutes long. Like, uh, oh yeah, yeah, to just like severely overdo it. <laughs> There's such a commitment to all of his work in that. Oh, like, yeah, we are not gonna cut away. We're not gonna cut. We're not gonna cut away. That is just. It's so like, impressive. We're just. Yeah, we're doing the thing. Uh-huh. And, all right, this is On Two's Podcast. I'm Will. I'm Adric. And today we're talking about all of the publicly available works by Don Hartsfeld. We figured this would be an easy way to get into his stuff. Uh, yeah. All of his stuff that's, you know, just on his YouTube channel. God, and it's all so good. It's, it's this is unreal. So good. Like for those of you who are unfamiliar with Don Hartzell's work, you're probably not. Um he he's the the person who's known for doing like um uh it's very rejected. general stick figure animator. Yeah, rejected is probably what everyone like, saw in 2002. Yeah, rejected like blew the fuck up like nobody's business. Yeah. Um like it was like a meme before memes were actually a thing. And yeah, the the degree to which Don Herzfeld's work has like informed internet culture and informed the way that people on the internet tell jokes and even the kinds of things that people tell jokes about cannot be overstated. This dude well, is, and it's, is Yeah, in it's the interesting. Fabric. I was listening to an interview with him and he was like somewhat disappointed. Like it sounds like he thought that what people had taken away from uh rejected just as like because that's his primary work that people actually know um was just the non sequiturs as opposed to the setup yeah because like that setup is so good and i guess we'll get into it and the construction Um, of it and the like the narrative that of of the thing that doesn't exist he's making up about it yeah oh yeah because without that setup then the non sequiturs wouldn't really be funny right no then it wouldn't it wouldn't be anything but it's it's the anyway we should we should do you want to do this like in sequential order uh sure let me just pull up my uh I, i have a playlist of this that's just me taking all of the stuff that don hartsfeld uh has available and putting them in a uh chronological order we'll put it in the show notes because why not we will absolutely put that in the show notes um, uh so first one lily and jim yeah and this one is it like i feel like it sets up a lot of the ways that he makes things um but it's not my favorite right and that's fine. i mean it's it's a work that he did in college yeah at this uh of the ones that we're talking about today this and billy's balloon he did both in college i didn't know billy's um, balloon was college too oh yeah everything prior to rejected was college got it that makes sense and where did you um, go to school I, let me look it up oh man i thought for sure that was a safe i'm gonna i'm just gonna guess cal arts yeah i think it is cal arts uh and now we're gonna both seem like dummies and it's not uh no university of california santa barbara huh yeah look at that um i'm surprised that he was both in california and didn't go to cal arts but you know uh, i mean as far as i'm aware cal arts is an expensive college but 
Aren't who knows? All college is expensive in California. Uh, probably. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, I don't know anything about Lily the and Jim. California education system. Yeah, Lily and right. Jim. So this is um, following, like, it starts off um, sort of cutting back and forth interview style between two characters who are describing their, like, both experience blind with relationships date. sort of generally. And then, yes, yeah. they, they've been set up for a blind date by their friends, um, obviously with each other. And they're, like, both hyper awkward. Um, um, also jaded it, it's about in a the very thing endearing like, way, too. It is. Yeah. Like, like you really, you're rooting for these two the whole time. Yeah. Which is, like many of Don's cartoons, a disaster to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, like, that's not even true. Because I feel like he encourages you to do so regardless of the um, of the circumstances. And, like, really wants you, even though you know that every single character and every single one of his things is completely doomed. Yeah, it's just going to be miserable. Yeah. That he wants you to root for them anyway. And, like... Or at least that is the I shouldn't I shouldn't speak for him, but that is like the the feeling that I get from his work. Um, and so they're sitting across the table from each other after sort of introducing the scene, and this this thing is like twelve okay. minutes long, and it feels uh, like two hundred. Yeah, it feels like <clears throat> interminable. <laughs> it's it just simply does not end, and it's it's one of those dates where it's just no one's actually talking. Yeah, it's like. My friend <coughs> recommended this restaurant. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. I've never been here, though. Oh, wow. Have you I've, been I here? I haven't been here either. Oh. It's... What it reminds me of a lot <laughs> is bad improv. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where... Which is like, what, like... A lot of dates and conversations kind of are. Oh, yeah. And that's what, like, yeah, conversations are functional. I I got so much better at having conversations with people after doing improv. Mm. But, like, so it's getting the yes part, but not the and. (laughs) Like, I have nothing to contribute here. Well, and yeah, it isn't, like, part of it, part of their issue is the fact that they have this premise. that They keep coming up with premises that neither of them can connect to. And there's just mm-hmm. like, I'm sending something out and it is being received, but there is nothing to send back. And that keeps yeah. being the thing over and over again. Like she does that thing where it's like, oh, um, did you watch that show that was on last night? It's with the guy. He's really funny. Yeah. Oh, it was um, so funny. Oh my God. It was and, so funny. And him just, no. Like, and, and not, and not no in like a mean way, but no in a like, oh my God, I I just don't know what yeah, you're talking I about. I don't have any clue what's going on here. Yeah. Uh, uh, so then afterwards, they hang out outside, talk awkwardly underneath a lamp. Then she invites so him do you back for do? coffee. <laughs> and he is like, I don't like coffee. Um, I don't like the taste of it. And also yeah. I have a caffeine allergy. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, I want well, to spend more time with like, her. At my place, and he's like, "Yes, I would love some coffee." <laughs> like that's probably cut. the biggest laugh in the. Yeah, it's the only the like true thing. punchline, I think. Yeah. Um, and so they're sitting on this couch. They try to watch TV, and it's like, uh, what is it? Sex, violence, and sales are the the three yeah. things that they cut between. Yeah, I made a note that's like the there's a guy like on the ground getting stepped on and they play a car door <laughs> slamming sound effect it this is like from the very beginning his sound effects are amazing the oh yeah the things that he chooses to replace other sound because like if he was doing just like straight foley it wouldn't be as good but his use no. of like exaggerated sound effects to do things fucking it's so good anyway it's very good um, uh so then his uh jim's face starts you know, blowing up because he's allergic to the shit. Yeah. And, and he goes like, to the I'm hospital. Fine. I'm no, I'm okay. <laughs> he passes out. She takes him to the hospital. And then it's just like, oh, well, I guess we'll never see each other again. Yeah. They just like immediately give up and then they're done. And now talking after the fact being because like, um, presumably the premise is that even the the shots at the beginning where they're describing the setup is them telling the story about how this didn't work yeah. out. 
And it just gets heartbreaking towards the end as they start describing like that this is a plot point in their lives that has proven yeah, to them their like, own well, preconceptions. Oh. <clears throat> and... Yeah, where they're just like, well, I guess it wasn't meant to be. And not just it was not meant to be, but like I was stupid for ever thinking that it could have worked because I, I should have known oh, yeah. from the beginning that it wasn't meant like, to be. Like I'm too awkward of a human being to ever be able to be with another person. Yeah. It's a, it's a it's a heartbreaker. Yeah. Um, so then Billy's balloon. <laughs> this is like I I've shown rejected to people before, yeah. but this one I show to people even more often, I think, this because is... it's it's a perfect like just comedic escalation. Yeah. And that just uh like it's not just the, the the escalation of it, but it's every single part of it is delivered with like such attention to detail about timing and pacing. Like this is mm-hmm. a uh, it feels like it could have a class like being used for an animation class or being used for a comedy class about how to even with the most restricted um, yeah cast how to and, like, like nothing else. And still be fucking building, hilarious. Building anticipation, yeah. like all those, you know, concepts of animation. Yeah, uh, it is like it's it's easy to look at his work and especially like look at rejected um, or and early just in be the like, like, oh, like, well, this is simple. Yeah, this is stick figures or whatever. But yeah, he is a master animator. Like, like there's a lot going into it that you might not see. Yeah, all, all everything feels like it has the right weight. It feels like it is moving at the right pace, and to do that with something that is effectively like stop motion drawing animation. Yeah, that's just hand drawn animation. Nuts. It's so it's impressive, bonkers, and <laughs> it's like so. I I guess we should just uh, this whole cartoon is just. A little kid has a balloon, and then the balloon starts bonking him on the head, and then balloons everywhere start beating the shit out of children. And that's it. That's the entire premise. It sounds a lot less funny than it is. It's so funny. But good God. There's the there's the scene when like uh after the first conflict where you like get the balloon gets out a little rattle and like gives it a little shake and then starts lifting Uh up the kid. And the kid's face is like delighted to yeah. be carried and then by just this balloon. S- slowly, <laughs> dread takes over, <laughs> and then eventually the clouds show up in the frame after it's crossed yeah. the frame like six times. And then he just gets and dropped. then it just drops him, and then it goes to that long shot. Uh huh. Yeah, it's so good. It's so. And good. then the airplane thing. Oh my god! Like, yeah. God. It's just, it's brilliant. Like this, it does, it gets away with things by virtue of the fact that it's like got this extremely simple art style that things that would be like too Horrific. over the top grotesque. Yes. In this scenario, it's so simplified that you're, it just doesn't hit the same way and you're, it feels like you're allowed to laugh at it. Cause it's, you know, we've all drawn like the super violent stick figure, like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but it, it's so caricatured. It's that so caricatured. It doesn't really. It doesn't feel like violence in the yeah. same way. It feels like a safe way to explore like this as a joke without it feeling like it's a serious. Well, and I think what helps. Thing. What another thing that helps is the foley. Like these sound <laughs> yeah. effects are so good. Just the sound effect Whoa. of a balloon hitting a kid. Oh Just God. that thump repeatedly it's, and there's really all these good. like squeaky sound effects that are going around while it's like zipping around um just to make sure that i was describing the scene correctly though i did go back and watch that that exact sequence as we were talking about it in complete silence and let me tell you it still freaking works man it's really yeah. good <laughs> yeah it it's still very very good the little like because you get like the sound lines as he collides too like everything is reinforcing itself exactly the the amount that it needs to and not any more than that mm-hmm. it's brilliant it's so good um 
Do you want to move on to Rejected? This one's pretty dense. Yeah. So Rejected, kind of the the big one as far as Don Hartsfeld's concerned. Yeah. Uh, if you've seen one of his things, it's probably this. If you haven't seen this, probably just go watch it. Honestly, I would highly recommend just watching this whole playlist before listening to this. Cause <laughs> yeah, I should have. It's not I terribly it. long. Just like, yeah, go watch all of his stuff before yeah. watching this. Because it's, you can get all, all, or like even half of it. But if you can get through most of it in like, I think the total runtime of this playlist is like an hour. So somewhere around there yeah uh, less than that even less than that even come on people yeah. so the concept behind this is that uh don hartsfeld has been commissioned to do ads for the family learning channel does the family learning channel exist no okay i thought so. I none thought of these it's like a it's exist. like a tlc analog yeah yeah um and he just makes the worst possible things that's it um (laughs) yeah it's that simple and it's fucking great it's so good like there are all these like and yeah like i was saying before without that setup like none of this works yeah like it it's just it's not independently funny the cartoons were completed in five weeks. The Family Learning Channel rejected all of them upon review, and they were never aired. Right. Like, it it gives so much more purpose to the to the non sequitur um, style of it, and it it makes it feel like it makes it feel like an actual critique of something. Also, like it it becomes satire right. instead of. Um, just nonsense where yeah where it's like hey i was kind of trying to make art uh but i can't really do that in a uh commercial context yeah uh because everything would just get rejected um but then it's just him going into a fucking spiral we have the the section that's him completing commercials entirely with his left hand (laughs) And then the world starts like falling apart. The the yeah, fabric. everything starts falling apart. Well, and, and that's such an interesting play because you get to look at the like the consistent internal logic um, in contrast to when the consistent consistent internal logic starts to be broken by him and like mm-hmm. manipulated physically, and like the pages are shifting around. And, and well, and this brings in like this is the first one of his cartoons where he really starts doing having fun with the paper yeah and starting and to treat that medium remarkable. as unique yeah it's really good it's hit like there's a section where he's just like cut a hole into the paper and is like it, it's sucking things into it but mm-hmm. it's just so remarkably well done yeah and it's astonishing to look at stuff like this and and be like okay this was 2001 2000 this is not that new but there's still so much ground that he's broken here there's still so so many things that he's doing that right feel like oh my god how, how could nobody have ever looked at the concept of and, and i'm sure that some people have but i mean it it's somewhat related to like there was that old um uh, Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck cartoon where like the animator mm-hmm. starts fucking with them like it's the same vague concept but just ratcheting it up significantly yeah I also just really like his hand lettering he's very good his hand lettering is so good like it's I as a person with just absolute garbage handwriting <laughs> Uh, I, I can really appreciate that. The, the level of artistry here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Legitimately. Um. Um, and as far as... So I'm not sure if... I mentioned in an old one that I thought he had the Snow White camera. He does not. Uh, 
and I don't know at what point he actually got it, but he has the camera from the 1965 uh, Charlie Brown Christmas special. Oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> all of this... All of this is done with just a camera that's pointing down at a sheet of paper. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's it. That's the level of technology that we're working at. And do you know why, as he spoken about in any interviews, why he limits himself down to that? So I didn't, I didn't get far enough into the interviews, yeah. uh, to be honest. I forgot that we were recording today, so I got, <laughs> got like, half, halfway through an interview, and then... <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. And then just stopped, and, yeah, got up this morning and was like, oh, I'll just make myself a breakfast sandwich and brew up some coffee, sit down, watch some fucking cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> what a good day. Yeah. Um... It's interesting to me that he was so critically acclaimed so quickly. Like, oh yeah, I mean, this one, it got the uh, best animated short film. Yeah, like he he got a fucking Oscar, which is a like is a like truly astonishing for this kind of work. I feel. Yeah, but maybe I don't know. Maybe that's just like a little bit asinine of me to say, because it, it really does connect with you that quickly. Like it hits you well, so hard think, so quickly. And I think especially back then in like 2001, this would stand out from the crowd, like nobody's True. business. Yeah. And, and just like, I don't, I'm kind of curious to try and find all the, uh, all the other Academy nominated short films. Oh, of that for year. For that year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it has been described as some of the most influential animation ever created, some of the most vital and expressive animation of the millennium, and some of the most essential short films of the last 20 years. Wow. Okay, uh, Academy One. One sec. I'm just looking up what the other ones were. Oh, there was one other one. Oh, really? Wait, what? How is that possible? According to... Oh, wait. Uh, no, it was a nominee. He didn't win it. Okay. Oh. So there are two other ones. One's called Father and Daughter. It's a Dutch animated short film. That's the one that won. And to be frank, this, called... this matches much more with my expectations of the Academy Awards. Yeah, I mean... They, you listened to our this Oscar year, episode. They gave it, yeah, listener. they gave it to the, oh, just everyone be sad about school shootings. We don't have anything to say about it, but just be sad. And that's like, that That right there is the distinction for me between how Don writes about um, the tragedy of the human condition compared to how, like, fucking Oscar bait movies write about it. Is the oh, difference yeah. between, like a an experience that is like truly trying to capture the horror of it versus something that is trying to be like a lame well, ass palliative and i think that brings us perfectly into everything will be okay yeah so have you watched the um, full film that this is a part of i have not okay um i i think we'll obviously we're gonna do a second part of yeah. like the rest of his movies at some point yeah. but um because we wanted this one to be it's such yeah. a beautiful day are both super fucking good we wanted this one to be approachable yeah you know easy for people to get in because god knows the last like two <laughs> movies or the last movie that we did is just impossible <laughs> to literally inaccessible yeah. <laughs> oops it, yeah it's just us going hey go read the book whatever but <laughs> and if that <laughs> Yeah. So everything will be okay is just these vignettes from a guy named Bill's life. Mm -hmm. And Don has this real talent for making uh, very mundane scenes seem surreal just in the way that he talks about them. Mm -hmm. 
So then when he's actually talking about extremely surreal stuff at the end in the same tone, then it's not as hard of a tonal shift, which kind of That's a really makes it a harder tonal shift <laughs> just because you're like, oh, well, this it's kind of the same. But what the fuck is actually why? Like, why is there a fish? I, I think what feels just, so strange about it is that your brain has to now do the legwork of understanding that this is horror. Like, yes, you, you don't get that for free the same way that you do with a director who's like crafting your whole experience for you and making sure that everything is matching up as you are progressing through this right this narrative and it's that yeah it's that existential horror it's yeah it's not you know your typical just boo ha 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 i got you <laughs> and this is like so the the focus of the story is on um bill clearly has a and, and it goes more into it in the full film but in the, in this context it is a little bit more abstract he it clearly has some sort of um degenerative condition uh, where mm -hmm. his um he's both um becoming lost and confused in his reality and experiencing hallucinations that are progressing and um has invasive thoughts and the way as will said that those are portrayed alongside the actually mundane things like the normal waiting for the bus stop and the bus stop where the person standing next to him has the head of a fly and is buzzing incessantly and he like and there's slowly these, like into... deformed birds talking on cell phones and shit like that yeah. yeah are treated with exactly the same cadence and exactly the same like um projection for the audience um until it really starts to slip and this is where he starts to push with like so the, the, the entire time he's had this um like uh, vignetting so when we say they're vignettes it's also literally there are vignettes yeah it's to this. very literally vignetting where he just has multiple different sections of the screen that are lit up yeah like shadow boxed in and he starts playing with that and pushing the edges of the um so to where it's not just like uh, a simple vignette but it becomes a like um like, like horrible. they'll kind of like meld into one another a little bit by uh -huh. virtue of the lighting between them uh or, or there'll be this like um like shattered or like starry glass that's like reflecting mm -hmm. uh this red light to uh, it's it's impossible to describe like it's it seems silly to even try to they'll, describe they'll just be like fire behind it like that type type of stuff and yeah it's so good and in this mixing of um this is another another aspect of like he's working tactily tactily and so it feels like less of a stretch to start introducing these because he introduces photographs into this one mm -hmm. as well as these like yeah literally practical effects that are then reprocessed through um the same camera and he may even literally be like projecting them behind or on top of the the physical things that he's drawing and yeah it makes it less of a stretch because it feels like this is all one concrete thing. Um, well, and it's also like taking the stuff that you had before and just kind of putting this this haze over it, this uh -huh. fuzz over it, which, you know, is vaguely what Bill's going through. Yeah, it's a really effective communication style. I also put in my notes that like there's that first scene when, when he, he starts to split the frame. Um, where he's sitting on mm -hmm. a bench and, and he's looking at the, the paper or the plastic bag that's stuck on a pole and then looking at the bird. This is like the animation version of a split diopter shot where like multiple things are in focus at the same time and treated with the same character. And um, the way that he continues to advance that where not only are, are things, because it starts with these are things that he's observing and that are going on in the background. And he's observing all these things at the same time. And then it starts to play with, um, this is a scene that is playing over and over again in his mind and is happening regardless of the, pr the normal progression of time. Yeah. And then we break from that completely where he's like experiencing hallucinations, memories, and the concurrent reality all at the same time. It's, it's astonishing. It's like... Well, and the other thing that's great about it is that he does it all like the audio mm -hmm. as well 
like just layering the audio so that it'll it'll be this narration but it's all fuzzy because it's underneath like at some fish going the pump is leaking <laughs> and a guy I screaming because he just got punched in the head yeah. like yeah it's i it's it's nuts it is like it manages to still with stick figure drawings completely overwhelm your senses and like cut you down to treating this at an experiential level rather than an analytical level while you're watching it and then you get to the end and you're like oh my god i have so many thoughts and feelings about what i just observed yeah it's great it's great go watch it we'll spend more time on it when we when we watch the full film because it's it demands it really yeah yeah i think that one and um uh the the two like actual film type Mm -hmm. things that he's done those kind of demand their own episodes yeah Uh, but this one's up for free so yeah you can just go watch it just go watch it it's so good um anyway the meaning meaning of life life. the meaning of life (laughs) i Uh, love this cartoon it's so much good um so if if there if one critique could be leveled at the the one that we just watched and even that whole movie that we just watched is that it is it is pretty heavy-handed in its delivery i think it works still um but it is like it sort of smashes you with the um, the the brute force of the narrative and all of the the like context Mm -hmm. that he's throwing at you mean that you can only like interpret it through more or less you the can, yeah lens. you can only interpret it the way that it's you know mm-hmm. fairly obvious that as far as what it is and then um world of tomorrow is film but then also this just like throw that out and are like no hey god i can do open-ended interpretational shit as well yeah like it's great it just starts with people walking and each of them has a singular phrase that they'll say and and then them like kind of starting fights with one another but they're all just like saying the same fucking phrase over and over right and and not each of them are saying their own unique phrase to them but it's like uh (laughs) the first guy is like give me all your money please give me (laughs) all your money please um they're like as though each of these characters are like this is the singular thing that that they are experiencing as they're going about their day and yeah this is this is as complicated as they uh well i guess it are allowed right, to be it doesn't start here. with that it starts with like kind of the evolution of man and then it just goes to this oh i forgot about that yeah yeah, yeah. there's yeah. like a little grimy guy with a head and then he yeah. drags him he drags himself into having feet and, and then is now on all yep. fours and all the way up to a human and then the this human is presumably the one that is introduced who's, who's walking across the screen saying give me all your money yeah <laughs> just like and then gradually the you get more and more humans <laughs> yeah and it, until yeah this screen is filled up and then the other thing that he's doing is that he's using this like um oil paint or or something akin to that texture on the top that is yeah on the top to kind of be like clouds or yeah and he uses that throughout this as you you're changing framings to like let you know that you're in a new place Mm -hmm. and that's it that's that's like the whole that's all you're looking at for this thing and that's well yeah so then yeah you get more and more humans showing up and then it kind of like then everyone's dead and it yeah it like pans up into that oil painting and then it's just really nice you know space scenes just like some of those beautiful renditions of like space or or that style so like it like continues to pan out off of the solar system and like lets these things drift and there's the moment that like i don't know how Mm -hmm. he does this physically where the light of the sun like transitions into that new scene where it um the sun becomes instead of this m- manipulating moving sing like singular focal point of the star into a star that becomes one of many that is layered on top there's that moment of transition where it shifts between those two states that is like 
it's so beautiful. Yeah. It's really great. So then from there, we go to another planet. And it's these weird two-headed bird things just going around and going... (laughs) And the the sky is is the same like style of oil painting more or less but it's yellow yeah but different colors and yeah and they're all having kind of the same interactions that the humans were but Uh just all all weird it's it's just yeah it's like it's like different versions of the same conversation or 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 that Mm -hmm. is it more or less what you're with the the styling is but they're all moving differently and this is also just like some of the most um Fun, fun character or yes. creature design and there's so like, many of them there's like and probably over a hundred and they're just stick figures too but the but way it, that they move yeah 90 percent of them are just like a ball with various different arms if it isn't that then it's a bean with various different <laughs> arms and like just stuff on it and yeah. it all looks so good there's like those little like little bean shaped ones with four or five legs. It's five legs, yeah. And they like are crouching up and down and then like every yeah. once in a while flapping. Oh, yeah, and man. just going whoop, 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 whoop. And then um right <laughs> yeah. after that you're in the sky for the first time. Um it's the first time you're not immediately on the ground. And there's these birds flying in these beautiful like concentric circles around each other. And then mm-hmm. one of them sits down on the ground that you didn't know was the ground and starts like flapping a little bit. It's just, it's such a delight to watch. The whole thing is so good. Yeah. Uh, So then we get just a, we just get a creature like quickly evolving in different ways. And just like, at first it's kind of, you know, just popping from one to another, but then it's kind of just, morphing fluidly as it goes yeah and then we cut to this little bird kid and his dad i assume they're birds of some type of some type yeah uh and it's just them talking in an alien language and the only words that you understand are meaning of life and the bigger bird the like kid is asking his dad like dad what's the meaning of life and yeah, the, the, the dad is like, ah, fuck uh, you. <laughs> meaning of life. How, and, dare yeah. you, how dare you ask such questions? And it's <laughs> so long. And there's this like long explanatory speech that's kind of like, like he's clearly explaining something grand. Slash admonishing his kid for even asking the question. Like that's what well, it feels like to me. It's is... it's sandwiched with him admonishing the kid. Yeah, yeah. That's but fair. there is this like very tribe <laughs> fatherly speech that just goes. Uh huh. It's over this and beautiful he, yeah, blue and then he and finishes off background. by just being like, "Bah, meaning of life." <laughs> and he just like trails off and walks away walks away (laughs) oh man it yeah it it kind of like the implication is that even asking about the meaning of life is foolish pointless um which i honestly i i agree with that i i'm you know i'm an atheist and from my perspective everyone like whenever people are like oh what's the meaning behind this like why is it all here and it's like the universe doesn't owe you an explanation for any of that like there doesn't have to be an explanation and it's kind of simpler if there isn't Mm -hmm. so but why would you think that there is (laughs) but i don't think he treats that question with any level of contempt like i don't i don't think that he's like no he's like I don't think that what what you get out of this is don't ask the question. It's like to to me what I pull from it is like don't ask the question of other people because they're certainly not going to have an answer for you that is going to be like satisfactory or or mean the same thing to you as it does to them. Like 
because what what he immediately shows after that scene is is the sun finishes going down implied by like shifting colors and then once again mm-hmm. one of the most beautiful renditions yeah, of, of a space stars, scene i've ever seen stars moving around and it looks so good it's like he's I guess I probably could have told from his previous stuff, but yeah, he's working with um, spherical glass because mm-hmm. you get these nice round bokeh here and it just looks really nice. And like this to me is almost like Don's personal answer to this question is just like because he's able to create something like this also feels to me like a, uh, a, a call and response. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like watching it again on silence right now while we're talking about it. And it is oh yeah, some same. of the most beautiful light on a screen I've seen. And it's just, it's just circles of light and in color and that's it. And it's, and it's astonishing. And like, I don't know that being able to get that level out of it is. Yeah, it, it's a very philosophical work. It's a very visual work it's like everything that he's doing here is done at a fantastic level Mm -hmm. like the sounds the visuals everything is just wonderful yeah it's astonishing i'm i'm blown away every time that i watch any sequence of this yeah and the other thing is like you were saying it has respect for the viewer Mm -hmm. like it obviously there's some aspect of that, um, you know, alien conversation. That's a joke where it like, <laughs> there a good joke, is though. the joke. <laughs> yeah. There is the joke of being like, Oh, well this, uh, alien's going to explain the meaning of life and him just going, and it's, <laughs> it's so funny. It's very good. Oh. Um, but, there's also, you know, that philosophical aspect to it where it's like, no, nah, you probably won't, exp- you, you won't understand it anyway. Like you, you couldn't understand what he's saying. It's, it's the, the character who asked the question in the narrative is being treated as foolish for even asking it. And mm-hmm. like immediately following it is like this sequence of that reminds you, like the fact that you needed to ask this, this question well, and it's like, you know, reminding you of how small you are and yeah, yada, yada. Um, and then uh, he released Wisdom Teeth. Yeah. So then we got Wisdom <laughs> Teeth. Very different kind of cartoon. And yet the same. A- and yet very much the same. Um, Wisdom Teeth is like one of the shorter ones that he's, he's made because all of yep. this stuff is super, super long. I don't know how these things must take forever. Um, but it's it's just yeah. a guy. It's in German for some reason. I don't know why. Um, I, I think it's more. It's like Swedish. Is it Swedish? I thought it was German. It's definitely not German. I speak German. I, I, I mean, I think it's honestly just accented weird words. Yeah, I was going to I was going to say this is kind of embarrassing, but in retrospect, pulling it back up it's like oh no it's just like this this just like it's not a language i don't think yeah it's just if it is then uh let us know vaguely accented in a in a way that makes it sound like european yeah um if one of our i don't know norwegian viewers is like we had some oh no that's that's my language yeah tell us we're idiots yeah we're too dumb to know uh, what language this is anything really it's the long and the short of it yeah uh, we're american this guy came comes up to another guy and says hey how did your uh and, and the first guy says how did your wisdom teeth getting pulled go uh okay i guess i've got all these stitches hey can i pull on one of them which is that he just yeah which is a nonsense quite like there's what a ridiculous thing to ask there's no fucking world in which anybody would say yes to this question or right. ask the question to begin with but it doesn't matter because then it grants us access to the following scenes 
Um, yeah. Which is, first off, the single hardest to listen to piece of Foley I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. The the first yank that he pulls on, this, on the first stitch is the worst sound I've ever have heard in a television production or like um, I, animation i think you know i i'd have to look it up but it sounds like a fishing reel but it's the fishing reel in combination with him being like yeah screaming in pain like, ah! like squelch god it's so yeah so hard to listen to it's brutal and it then he just you. keeps pulling on this stitch for like <laughs> three minutes it's a really fucking long it's time just it being like oh i think i got the end of it no wait no it's still going no, there's more <laughs> much much more oh, uh it's the so guy starts gnarly. bleeding a whole bunch it's so gnarly. Uh, yeah he finally gets to the end of it and there's like an object that's getting pulled out and it kind of looks like it's his brain getting s- which pulled is, out. Which is sort of what you think the joke is going to be the whole time. You're like, right. he's going to pull so hard, he's going to pull his brain out. Yeah. And, and then, then he pulls it, and <laughs> it's a baby. <laughs> and it's just, he's just holding a baby by the end of this thread that he pulled out of this guy's head yeah. for five minutes long. And he says, it looks a little premature, though. It's like, oh no, put it back in, put it back in. And then we pan out and there are these other people watching who are like, that guy's trying to eat a baby. Get him. Like, they just good start thing, beating the shit out of him. Good thing we brought all these big knives with us. Yeah. Um, And it's, it's so funny. Yeah. I don't, I don't need to explain the joke here. We don't need to, mm-hmm. but it's just so funny and i (laughs) this immediately coming after these two especially just in the context yeah like very philosophical very um very deep works yeah just yeah finishing that up with uh this guy's got a stitch in his tooth and you pulled it all the way out and there was a baby (laughs) just so good yeah i i can't i can't look into it any further than that there's no there's in my mind there's nothing to examine here it is just so fucking funny Mm-hmm. Oh, that's don hertzfeld yeah um i mean in this time there was like one other thing that came out uh mm-hmm. that was the animation show and he did the like the welcome the intermission and the end of the show oh nice and it's all kind of in the same style as um, as Rejected because it came out in 2003. Yeah. But that's also like that was a touring show that he and Mike Judge did where they would oh, just show international animation. This is actually how I found out about him hmm. because I was taking a uh, international film course and this was one of the things that they showed because there was so much, you know, international stuff in there. Yeah. And I was oh, just that's like, interesting. This, this is amazing. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. That, that was a weird class. I saw like some of my favorite things and then like the worst movie that I've ever seen in my life. Oh my God. I need to know what this is. Okay. So it's a movie called Alice from mm-hmm. 1988 by Jan Svankmeyer. It's like stop motion animated with uh, taxidermied puppets, and it's redoing oh. the story of Alice in Wonderland. Wow. I'm which, surprised to hear that this is bad because the so still sounds, images of this look it so It sounds cool. really cool, but then you watch it, and it's just like... I got so bored halfway through <laughs> that I started I started counting the number of times that um, they they do this thing where whenever a character who isn't Alice says a thing, then it cuts to an extreme close up of just her mouth 
and her saying the white rabbit said or the red queen said oh no and i started counting how many times they did that like halfway through the movie and i was at like 65 that's too many yeah it's just like constantly pulling you out of the movie for like no real effect there it's it's just it sounds like we could edit around you're watching a movie probably because this is like Like it looks cool. Extremely interesting. Visually, it looks cool. Yeah. But then it's just kind of a straightforward Alice in Wonderland retelling. Yeah. Man, that sucks. Just kind of boring. Yeah. Like, I afterwards, I think I was the only person in the room that asked a question about it. Because everyone else was just like, what the fuck was that? Why did we watch this? Why did we watch this? And why didn't it have anything to say? Right. What was the question you asked? Do you remember? Um, I asked, hey, I started counting midway through the number of times that they did an extreme close up on her mouth and say and saying what character just said a certain line. Why do you think they did that? And and he said it was probably to pull us out of the movie. And it's just like, oh, all right. Well, uh, I didn't need to be pulled out of the movie literally every minute. <laughs> <laughs> this kind of falls into animation. We could rewatch this, Will. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. I know how excited you are about that yeah, prospect. Yeah, how, how much I want to rewatch this movie. Uh-huh. I am curious about, like, what else this director did, though. Because it seems like in order to get away with this, you better be, like, you better have some competency or, like, be recognized in some circumstance. Yeah. Darkness Light looks super cool from 1989. It's on Vimeo. Ooh. It's seven minutes long. And it's a short all right, well, you know, maybe we'll do Jan Svankmeyer at some point. Oh, my God. I'm flipping through clips of this, and it is weird and cool. Yeah. No, I want to watch this. Okay. All right. But, um, yeah, that's that's Don Hertzfeld. Well, that's our episode on Don Hertzfeld and <laughs> a long, probably too long tangent on Jan Svankmeyer that we might cut down a little bit. I'm not going to do that. No? No. All right. You're going to, like, leave in all of me Googling the Alice movie? Um, undecided. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. we'll see what happens there. Thanks for listening. Bye. Goodbye.